You're listening to the sermon podcast of Green Hills Christian Fellowship. We pray that as you learn more about God through this sermon, you will grow in faith by belonging to a local church near you. Shepherded faithfully by a pastor who will guide you in biblical spiritual maturity. And supported by a community of believers who love and encourage one another to to know Christ Christ and and make Him known. Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, that's, that's rather weak. Let's do that one more time. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Yeah, and that's better. You know, during a season like this, we keep hearing words like love, joy, peace, and hope. And rightly so, because these are the innermost needs of every human being. I mean, there is no normal, walking, talking human being who does not need love, joy, peace, and hope. But there's a tiny little problem connected with those four things that you've been hearing from the start, right? You've been hearing about them. I mean, the whole program so far has been about these four things. What is that problem? We have accepted substitutes for them. We've accepted substitutes for love, joy, peace, and hope. You know why? There's only one source of all of these, just one. It's not a thing, it's not a movement, it's not a concept, it's not an idea, it's a person. That's God. God is the only real source of all of these, and he's the only one who can give you and me genuine love, joy, peace, and hope. He is the source. The problem is we have been separated from the source by sin. Sin has separated us from the source. That's why you and I, we have accepted the substitutes. So let me just take you briefly to what some of those substitutes are. For example, as a substitute for love, because we've been separated from the source. What have many people substituted for love? The approval of people the approval of people. Those who cannot feel genuine love, they seek people to approve them. That's why some some children grow up in homes where nobody ever appreciates them. You know, for mom or dad, nothing is ever enough. And so those children, they grow up to be adults from their own families, and though mom and dad have long passed away, there's someone at the back of their mind saying to them, telling them, you're not enough, you're not enough. They die completely unhappy, no matter how successful they are. Or some young woman who has has less than healthy self-esteem will meet some glib talking young man who will pretend to love her, make her feel accepted so he can get something from her, and when her purity is gone, she'll discover she was used. Used because she just wanted the approval of somebody who didn't really mean it, love. We've substituted what men will think or say for love. What's the other thing? The other thing is joy. What have we substituted for joy because we cannot get it from the source? You know what it is? Pleasure. Now, for men, it's wine, women, and song. Uh, You know, the the famous tree, wine, women, and song. Uh, For women, it could be something else. Uh, Jewelry, trinkets. 
the most expensive bags, most expensive shoes, so on. Do they really last? No, they don't. Because once you meet someone with a better looking bag than you, your joy is gone, right? For a guy with the best looking sports car, you think yours is good until somebody drives in with a Ferrari. Suddenly your car looks cheap. Pleasures, we've substituted for joy with pleasure and it doesn't last, it's very temporary, it's fleeting. What about peace? What has substituted for peace in a lot of our hearts today? You know what it is? I'm speaking from experience as a counselor. It's possessions. There are people who actually think the more I have, whether it's money in the bank or maybe my net worth, you know, assets minus liabilities, or maybe the more real estate I have or investments, I have peace, but I'm an eyewitness. And many times, the most miserable people I've ever tried to help were those who had the most money. Because the more they had, the more insecurity they had. For every dollar, every peso, every euro added to their account, their worries increased with it. And conversely, some of the most happy people I've ever met are those whom God has blessed materially and have been way to those who have nothing in life. Many of them are sitting right here tonight. I mean, this morning. People whom God has blessed and who said, Pastor, you have a ministry for the poor. I'd like to give there. And they're genuinely joyful. And some of the happiest people I've ever met in any circumstance are those who are just barely getting by. You know, those people who say, please pray for me, Pastor. I'm enrolling my son. I hope I have enough for college tuition. And God answers their prayer. Possessions cannot replace peace. I hope you get what I'm saying. And finally, in, in order to substitute for hope, many of us have sought solace in religion. And I mean religion apart from Jesus Christ. I am very safe in saying that 99% of the religions out there you hear of, do not really offer Christ as the only way. Our substitute for hope could be advanced slide peace. It's not religion. Religion can never substitute for Christ himself. And there are many religions that say, you know what, all you need to do is not really be very, very bad. Okay? Don't be very, very bad and do a little good. And God is a logical, common sense thinker. He'll say, you've not been very bad. You've done some good. You're fine. There's nothing in the Bible that says that's true. But that's what most religions tell us. There are many ways to God. And all these ways to God, they're all valid. That's the substitute we've given for hope. Religion. And all of these substitutes, friends, they don't work. They don't work. Because there's only one source of all of these, love, joy, peace, and hope. And his name is Jesus Christ. But we have been separated from all of these, friends. We've been separated from the source of all of these by sin. Now let me give you what Jesus said about himself to prove he is the source. For example, about love. In John 15, 9, Jesus said to his followers, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. See, he's the source of it. It's not the approval of man. It's not the approval of imperfect 
parents. It's not the approval of people who matter to us, even our love relationships. It's the love that God has for us in Christ. When that is in our heart, then we are able to appreciate all other kinds of love. What else? Joy. Jesus is the source of joy because according to John 15, 11, he said, these things I have spoken to you. What things? Everything concerning himself, that my joy may be in you, and not just joy, but full joy. Look at what it says, that your joy may be full. Jesus doesn't just give a little joy. He gives joy that's full. He is the source of joy, and not just any kind of joy, but joy that's full. What about peace? Well, he said in John 14, 27, again, he stakes his claim on it. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. What is the kind of peace we have in this world? Oh, you have a problem? Take this pill. Oh, you have a problem? You know, take a half bottle of vodka. You'll wake up in the morning, the problem is the same, you have a bad hangover. Doesn't solve it. That's what the world says. But what does Jesus say about peace? My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. So don't let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. He is the source, friends. Last but not least is hope. Look at what Peter, his apostle said in 1 Peter 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living what? Hope. Isn't hope beautiful? I know I've said this before. It's worth repeating. You can live 40 days without food as long as you have water. You can live up to a week without water as long as you have oxygen and air. You can live up to 10 minutes without oxygen that's very optimistic, by the way. <laughs> but you will not live one minute without hope. You know why? If you have no hope, what will keep you from walking up to the tallest building you can find and jumping off? If you have no hope, what will keep you from running into the middle of Edsa? Not Edsa. It's such, so much traffic today, we'll not die there. <laughs> You'll die prostration there. NLEX or SLEX. Yeah, there you go. What will keep you from going there and standing in the middle so that you get run over without hope? And Jesus said, all of this are from me. Peter attested to that when he said, you are born again to a living hope. Through what? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's saying the fact that Jesus rose from the dead means you can put your hope in him because he who can conquer death can do anything else. He is the only source of hope, my friends. That's why in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What does that mean? I am the way means I am the way to God's forgiveness and God's kingdom. What is the truth? The truth is everything that Jesus said is the truth. Everything that Jesus demonstrated in his life is the truth. He himself is truth. He is the source of it, the creator of it, and there is no other truth apart from him. And finally, what does it mean that he is the life? Apart from Christ, you and I will perish forever. In this life, you might be alive, you might be breathing, 
You might be free of any illness, but apart from Christ, you're actually walking dead. You think you're alive, but you're dead. There's a sentence of judgment hanging over your head that will fall upon you any time when you die apart from Christ. That sentence of judgment will be executed in its fullest. And you cannot make any appeal or plea for clemency. That's why he said in John 14, 6, no one comes to the Father except through me. This exclusivity is all-encompassing, friends. There is simply no other way. There are not many ways to God. There are not many ways to heaven. There are not many ways to the afterlife. There's only one way, and his name is Jesus Christ. No one comes, he said, to the Father except through me. Why do we need Jesus, Pastor? Because all have sinned. I have sinned. You have sinned. We all have sinned. What about the holiest man I know? The one who's in Vatican, he has sinned. Without Christ, he is condemned to hell forever. We all have sinned. No one deserves to be forgiven by God. And the wages of sin, according to Romans 6.23, is death. But the gift of God is found there in John 14.6. Look at the gift of God. No one comes to the Father except through me. And Jesus died on that cross. It's not an accident. He took God's judgment on himself. We were supposed to bear that judgment. Jesus said, I will take it upon myself. The judgment of God, the wrath of God was poured on him. We don't understand everything about it, but trust the scriptures to say it. He took God's wrath on him so that whoever will humble himself or herself to say, yes, I am a sinner. Yes, I need that Savior on that cross. And I will ask him to be my Savior and submit to his Lordship forever. Now, some of us rebel against the simplicity of it, right? Some of us, you know, perhaps you've been very highly educated. You think it's insulting. You're insulting my intellect, sir? How could something so simple be God's guarantee of forgiveness? That is the problem. It sounds so simple... We cannot accept it. It takes humility. Repentance is simply the humility to say, I am a sinner. It's very hard. I challenge you this morning. You've never been there. You've never humbled yourself before God to say, yes, I am a sinner. Yes, I cannot save myself. You've taken the first step, now take the next one, and that is, I put my faith in Christ. He who died on the cross, I believe he did it for me. I receive what he did for me, and I receive him as my Savior. Can you have that humility to repent and turn to Christ and ask him to save you? If you can, then as we end, friends, I will be leading you in a short while in what I call a sample prayer. But before I go there, have you ever had a song that you really felt like it was yours? You know, it's like... I wish I had written that song because those words are really my words. You know, for me, one of those songs is a very old hymn written by a slave trader named John Newton. He wrote, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. So whenever you sing that song, I feel like, I wish I wrote that instead of John Newton because that expresses what's in my heart. I want you to look at a sample prayer 
that you can treat like the way I treat that old hymn. A sample prayer, friends, doesn't mean that you must say the exact words. No, it's just a sample. But the attitude of repentance toward God and faith in Christ is exemplified here. And maybe, just maybe, the words can guide you towards the right response in your own heart. That's why do not be superstitious about the words like, oh, Pastor Larry led the prayer, I forgot a word or a phrase, I'm not saved. No, that's not how it works. It's the attitude, repentance toward God about our sinfulness, and faith in Christ and only Christ. And I would like to request you to give me the privilege of leading you in this prayer in a while. If you know that you stand before God and you're not certain how he will accept you when it's your turn to stand before him, then I know in my heart that even if you're online, by the way, we include you, that God has this message and this whole special event just prepared for you, for you to come face to face with Christ on the cross and for you to say, Lord Jesus, I just give myself to you and I accept you as my Savior and Lord. Will you please join me in a word of prayer? I'd like every head bowed and every eye closed, including our friends online. If you're online, please. We can't see you, but please bow your head and close your eyes. I'd like you to consider how you stand before God. If you're not certain about it in any way, in any sense, I hope you make certain this very morning. So I will be leading you in a very short while in this sample prayer that I said hopefully expresses what's in your heart. And I hope if you really mean this, if you really do, God will see it. And he'll take you seriously as you do. If this is what expresses your heart, please follow after me. I will say the line and you can just repeat after me or whisper after me. And I pray it expresses what's in your heart. Lord Jesus Christ, be merciful to me, a sinner. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you took the payment for my sins on the cross. I humbly ask you to be my savior. And I submit to you as Lord forever. Amen. Let me continue praying. Our Father, we know that only you can see hearts, Lord. But you also told us your, your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, that even if just one, one person will come to you, there is celebration in your kingdom. So tonight, Father, I end with one more prayer request to you. If anyone, Father, came to that decision to pray with sincerity, the prayer of receiving Christ the Savior, Lord, grant them the initiative, grant them the boldness, grant them the courage to let us know so that we can help them, Father. Help them in their new walk, in their new life. We ask this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. I have a favor to ask from all of you. 
in your bulletins, there is a response card. I'd like everybody to please take out your response card. And of course, may I request you to please fill out the obvious information there. Don't worry, we respect data privacy here to the utmost. We really do. This will be kept only because we want to have a record of those who pray to receive Christ. You fill out the blanks there, and hopefully, especially the contact number and email address, including, is this your first time, yes or no? And there are four other boxes here to tick. You can tick all that apply to you. For example, the first one is, today I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you did that, some people did that last night. Praise God for them. Please let us know. You know why? If you don't have a Bible, we'll find a way to give you one. If you don't have a Bible study, you'd like to have one, we'll find a way to put you in a growth group or have a discipler for you. I want to, second, I want to know Jesus more. Third, I'm interested in becoming a member. If you've been sitting here for 10, 20 years, you're not yet a member, we're very interested in you, especially. Number four, I want to join a growth group. Again, if you've been a member, you don't have a growth group, you are missing so much. So take whatever applies. It could be all four, or even I'm a first-time guest. And if you need a ball pen, ushers, our ushers have ball pens and pens, okay? If you receive Christ, you can take the pen home. If not, please return it to our ushers. <laughs> Just kidding. So please fill this up. I'll give you a minute to fill it up. It will take about 30 seconds max, you know, to fill it up. And besides, I will torture you by talking incessantly until you're done. You don't want that, right? So please fill this up. Raise your hand if you want a pen or a ball pen or a pencil. Our ushers will give you one. When you're done, pass it to the right and our ushers will get it. So ushers, you hear me? They will pass it to the right, these things, and ushers, please retrieve them. Okay, do not take these all. These are for our benefit to help you. Okay, I'll give you another 30 seconds, okay, before I give you peace of mind, <laughs> before I stop talking here. <laughs> all right. Uh, So, this is for everybody, okay? I hope you will fill it up, especially for those who've been first time, you prayed to receive Christ, or you're a long-time GCFer, but you're not yet a member, or you don't have a growth group. We'd really like to put you in one. Growth group and discipleship are inseparable in this church. We want to disciple you. Okay. All right. Our people are getting ready. I'll keep my promise to stop talking. <laughs> and I'll call on stage Pastor Miggs to make some announcements. And also, again, when you're done, pass to the right. Our ushers will retrieve it. And thank you on behalf of Greenland's Christian Fellowship. God bless you, everybody. Thank you for listening to a sermon of Green Hills Christian Fellowship. We'd love to connect with you and worship God with you here at GCF Ortigas. For more information, feel free to connect with us at gcf.org.ph. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. You You go go with with God. God.